It's time for the Throwback Podcast with Bob and Dan today. They'll talk over some outcasts and cry about Coldplay. So if you don't like what they're doing, they'll have this to say. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Hooray. Hi, you guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome to the parking lot. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined as I always am. By my bosom buddy, Bobby Castron. Hey, Bob. We're in a parking lot. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is different. Not just any parking lot, Bob. The parking lot that's closest to where Magic Johnson may may have contracted the virus that causes AIDS. <laughs> is this the least cool thing to ever happen in this parking lot? I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, let's set the scene. We are at the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, California. Uh, Weezer and the Pixies are playing the forum. We bought the tickets last week in the garage uh, while we were taping um, our countdown countdown episode. And now here we are. And the decision was made at the time. Why don't we really let's it's it, it was also part survival. It was listen, uh, it's already a bit of a tough sell with uh, with the wives. If we if we lo- if we lump in the idea that we're recording a podcast, Bob. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so you're, you know, being productive. You're not just leaving us on a lurch on a Wednesday night. Right. You're not leaving me at home alone with the two kids for no reason at all. You fucking asshole. You guys are doing this quote unquote hobby of yours (laughs) that a few dozen people enjoy. So uh, I guess I got to let you go. So we pulled it off. No, we did. So it's very, it's but to get back to your question, Bob, this probably has to be the dorkiest thing. Um that we've ever done and we we've had done some pretty <laughs> rough things uh, that 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 deserves its own episode of yeah like all the dorky shit we've we done once, over time we once had a guy's night in uh, in ninth grade or it was just me you and another dude uh playing air guitar and rocking out to nirvana albums it's on the list it's on the list um so that th- this is the list but we are holding i mean just to, to paint a picture we are holding microphones <laughs> uh my family utility vehicle the trunk is open the hatch hatchback trunk thing is open, and I have my laptop set up. We have obviously the recording equipment, and you know the only thing we got in our favor that is at all cool is alcohol. Yeah, you're drinking um, some vodka. I'm drinking some uh, Wolf Pup IPA. So at least we have that. Yeah, Tito's of course. So, but we are in fact recording a podcast, and I, I imagine that is that is probably the dorkiest thing possible. Well, I'm glad we're doing it at a Weezer concert. Weezer not known for being the coolest band. You know, it is kind of fitting. They always right. leaned into their dorkiness. So. It's good to know that nobody here is going to judge us hard. I will judge us for them. All right. Well, yeah. At this, from this point on, Bob, let's just understand that we're doing this. Oh yeah, no, and I'm just in. Try I'm to all stay in. positive. I'm as in as I was in ninth grade, <laughs> jamming out to all apologies in your attic. <laughs> so let's set the stage, Bob. You are, uh, and we have already done two Weezer podcasts. So this is really the Weezer retirement. From the Throwback Podcast, and congratulations, guys. You're the first 
band. I know this must mean a lot. You are the first band to ever get three throwback podcasts. Really a, a matter of circumstance, the fact that we ended up going to see the concert and then cooked up this idea. But nonetheless, the third Weezer show, first for me ever. Yeah, um, your first Weezer concert. Yeah, I am. Uh, I never liked the expression because it's just gross, popping your cherry. Like, what are never you, liked fucking it. creep? Nope. Um, oh, you're screwing for the first time? No, that's ridiculous. Um, you're but, getting screwed by Weezer. Yeah, but uh, this is my first Weezer concert, which is a little bit surprising. I... I, I really have liked Weezer. I've never loved Weezer, but I've liked Weezer for like 15 to 20 years, and that usually is more than enough. I mean, I've seen I've seen so many bands that I liked less than Weezer in my lifetime, so I'm happy to finally be seeing them before they get too old. But, Bob, you have seen them multiple times. Yeah, I think I've seen them three times. Three. I saw them on the Pinkerton tour in like 97-ish. Saw them on the Green tour when that happened. And then I saw a... Um, I'm going to get some more vodka. Do that. Then I saw a uh, secret show of theirs with Guided by Voices. Is this a humble brag? It is. Well, they were giving away tickets on TRL when I was interning at MTV. So I snuck into the TRL studios, got a high five from Shaquille O'Neal, and, and secured myself some free Weezer tickets for me and my friends. And we Did got he tear down a rim? No, I, actually what happened, this is like one of my happiest memories. I just assume anything with Shaq between 1993 and 2001, he was tearing just down tearing a rim down at rims. all times. No, this was, uh, I, w- I was interning on the show Cribs, MTV Cribs. Losing interest? And playing a lot of Snood. Does that do anything for you? Not at all. Okay. And uh, I heard that Weezer was giving away tickets. So I went down to TRL Studio and I snuck in. And as I was sneaking in, I like crossed a line I shouldn't have crossed. Not metaphorically. But oh, I, a physical line. A physical line. Got it. And somebody grabbed me and just kind of pulled me aside. Grabbed your she, dick? Pulled me into a hallway where I was standing across from Shaquille O'Neal, who was waiting to make his entrance on TRL. Oh, that's awesome. And he just looked at me, and he, like, put his finger up, and he went, like, He's like hey, young buck. And then he gave me, like, a high five with the biggest hands I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. And uh, we, we, we were buddies for, like, a minute. I see Shaq at every Super Bowl. He's always in some type of... Uh, like security elevator shaft that we're being shuttled through at NFL. And um, there was one incident in particular where we are all in the same elevator and we have a, a guy that we work with named Dave, who's a, like kind of a smaller dude. Uh, he's younger than all of us. So he, he kind of stands out a little bit as uh, surrounded by a bunch of middle-aged whites. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had his, we all get name tags on Super Bowl Sunday uh, which is dorky and uh shack looks down at little dave and goes well hey there dave and dave's face turned bright red nice little anecdote there from dan so many anecdotes in this parking lot dan it's amazing uh um, so it's anecdote wednesday on um, the throwback podcast I'm pouring myself a beer uh, but yeah so i got those tickets got to see them at irving plaza and that was the last time i saw them 17 years ago so it's been a while it's been well, a, it's been a minute as they say oof. uh one last thing bob because you didn't confirm or deny did when when you crossed that physical line, right? And they grabbed you. Did they grab you by the dick? Um, I can't confirm or deny. Okay, there There's you go. Definitely, of, it was a dick grab. A lot of litigation with me and TRL right now. So um, we'll get into. We'll, I want to get deeper into the TRL stuff as we get into the music. Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, as you may or may not know, we covered Pinkerton, the uh, the sophomore sophomore album that. Definitely, uh, in time, became a cult classic for uh, Weezer. Uh, about, I'd say about six months ago, we had our good buddy Gabrus in the garage, and we did the Blue Album. Uh, we were thinking initially of doing the Green Album, Weezer's number uh, third album, which 
uh, while, uh, while better than a lot of their post 9-11, put it on the board, efforts. Uh, not maybe, maybe not throwback podcast worthy. Maybe not an important album to either of us. Maybe not a. Uh, I I would have done okay, it because it was, it was important to me. Okay, I'll shut the fuck up. Yeah, Bob, shut but the fuck up. I will say. I, li- I like that you're grasping for something. Though. The idea was here. Instead of doing the green album, why don't we just say, all right, everybody loves to jerk their dicks and screw themselves over the first two Weezer albums. What if we just did every, basically put together a playlist. We each pick five, uh, a total of ten post. 1996 Weezer songs. So that's what this show is going to be about. Yeah, and it feels true to the parking lot experience. You put on a mix, you stand in the parking lot, and you record a podcast the way bros do. Fuck you, Bob, for tying things together neatly so in a neatly. professional way. How about this? I'm going to tie it even more together. Because this is a Weezer's slash Pixies concert, okay. and we have the opening act of the Pixies, which I know somebody on Twitter uh, took offense to when I posted that. Because what? Why? That, that Pixies are opening up for Weezer. Pixies are... You know, a very influential band, a legendary band. Well, be more popular. That's the problem. Idiots. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't go don't go that hard <laughs> on the Pixies. But because they're opening the show, it's only right that we open the podcast. We both picked one song. We both picked one song from the Pixies. <laughs> That's the type of production uh, work that I was going to fix that. No, I'll fix that in post. When you're in a parking lot. I'll fix that in post. Well, okay. now, I, now I won't. No, now you got to leave it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what did you say, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> I said good. something like, "Ooh, there's a big sign by the Forum, Bob. The Eagles playing here. It's September 12th, 14th, and 15th." So but we're just gonna stay here until then. It's like when Glenn Fry, who was one of the key guys in the when when he bites it, you gotta, you gotta shut move down on. the Eagles. Gotta move on. Come on, come on, Don Henley. Anyway, as you were saying, Bob, uh, we both picked one song from the Pixies to start it off. And Dan, why don't you go first? Okay. And let me just clarify my statement from earlier, Bob, about Magic Johnson. Okay, please. It's possible. Uh, we're at the Forum. This is where the Lakers played in their 80s Showtime heyday. Of course. And it is possible that uh, after the games, all the Lakers and a lot of celebrities, Jack and what have you, would come to the Forum Club, which is, I could see it from where we are right now, and they would get down. They would fucking, they would just go crazy, and they'd drink booze and some people would do drugs and there would be a lot of carousing you think magic was ever like uh hey i got this podcast i'm recording in the parking lot do you want to come outside and, and i'm just saying things got loose at the forum club <laughs> is that how magic got a sexually transmitted disease we don't i don't know, know. we don't know We're just, but i just want to throw it out there that it could have happened there are dots you're connecting them there's nothing wrong with that all right here we go This is Here Comes Your Man. This is my choice, Bob. I don't remember um, how I came across it. It was probably about 15 years ago uh, because I remember getting it um, pre-Spotify, pre-Apple Music. I purchased it on iTunes, so my guess is that it was on some soundtrack. And I remember being kind of obsessed with it in around 2004. This is my Pixies pick, Here Comes Your Man, off Doolittle. I put this song in the highest tier of alt rock or whatever, the highest tier of songs. I think this is an important song Mm. from the last 38 years. 
Whoa. I do. I didn't realize you liked it that much. I love this song. I'm glad you picked it. I think it, and it, you know what? And I'm now, I'm again jogging my memory. This landed on a uh, breakup mix. This did. And really? it's a little on the nose. Here comes your man. Let's calm down <laughs> a little bit with the melodrama in your playlist. Damn. This is a song I'm very excited to see live tonight because it's, you know, there have been songs where it's like when I saw the replacements a few years ago, I was like, I am so excited I get to see. Uh, can't hardly wait, like in person. What like, the movie? Not the movie. J-, J Love Hugh. Not that one. The song. Uh, <laughs> Seth Green. I, not, yeah, that that is that is they are in that movie. But I put this song uh, like the Pixies are obviously a legendary band, and that's an amazing song, and I'm very excited for it. Now, have you seen Can't Hardly Wait recently? By the way, no, I have not. The, have you? They, they are big on gay panic jokes. Oh well. Mid to late 90s. Love that movie. Like the entire plot of getting even with the head jock is to present him as a homosexual. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, here's your choice, Bob. Yeah. I was about to eat some potato chips, and then I realized that literally would be the number one sin of a podcast. Yeah, that would be the ultimate go fuck yourself. Nice Vox performance from Frank Black. Yeah, I just think this is a really cool song. It's one that I probably found later. I think I found it in college or after. And it just ended up on a bunch of mixes. And Any this, breakup mixes? No, no breakup mixes. Not really a breakup song, but one that fits on like a workout mix or a, a running mix. Mm. You know, it fits good of any of those. And just a uh, song that ends up on a lot of mixes these days. I think you picked their classic song, but I, I wanted to. This uh, is a great song. And a, a shout out to David Fincher. I think he directed Fight Club, right? He did. He put the Pixies on the radar for a lot of basic people like myself. Here is my mind. Uh, Where? There is my mind. Where is my mind? Yeah. Right? That is one of the great like uses of the song. Oh, in a movie. so good. When. Uh, they attempt to end the world at the end. Spoiler alert. That is an airplane, by the way. Yeah, we are in the flight path for LAX. Of Los Angeles And really close to your future office. Hubba hubba, that's we, true. Yeah, we drove by the future Ram Stadium. It's coming along, Bob. It is. Update. I'll get fired, though, from that job before. Oh, that is true. Before the it opens in a couple of years. I periscoped our entire conversation on the way here. <laughs> so you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I'm ingesting vodka at an alarming rate, by the way. <laughs> and you are. With no you, dinner. And you did drive here. <laughs> I got four hours to sober up. I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. You might be driving.
So I picked for my first song, Don't Let Go, off the Green album, because this was so damn exciting to me listening to this oh, song. Yeah. Because I, I loved Weezer with Blue and Pinkerton. I really dove deeper into Weezer in that four-year period where they weren't doing anything. Like I was in college. I was seeking out anything I could find that was Weezer. They did like one, you know, one song on the uh, Dudley Do Right soundtrack is the band Homie, and I would listen to that all the time. <laughs> That's when like, you know you love a band. When there you were like dig four. Into that I found like four B sides. Would listen to that all the time. So when they finally like and, mass sides, and you know, I would go on these like weird early mid '90s websites where they would, you know, just wonder is Weezer ever coming back? And you know, the, the feeling was no, they were probably done. So then when they got back together, and you found out they were making an album. And the Green Album came out. I was so happy to listen to this album for the first time. And this is the first song off the album. And it just was like, they're back. I was so fucking happy. So just hearing this now is bringing me back to that. And I'm, I don't know if they're going to do it live tonight. They probably won't, but I still love this song. I, um, I love this song too, Bob. I, I remember this was track one, right, on uh, the Green Album? Yep. Um, it does, to draw a parallel, so like Weezer, one of your favorite bands ever, Similar thing with me, with you too, is where I got like way, it was way into them, and then there was a long break uh, between pop and all that you can't leave behind. Maybe not long enough. I don't know. <laughs> and and then their first single, which was Beautiful Day, came out, and I was like so primed for something that I could really get behind, and as soon as I heard that, I was like super pumped, because there are certain bands when you're a teen and uh, a young person like we were when this album came out. It like means a lot that they land the album, and I yeah. feel like this album maybe isn't presented as a classic, the Green album. Uh, but I think they did a really nice job with it, where it was. I feel like it's exactly what they're, a lot of fans are looking for, especially people that weren't on board with Pinkerton. Well, as a Weezer fan, you know you get you would read everything you could about Rivers' mental state at the time, and there was a lot written about his mental state at the time. And you kind of realize that. Is this the stage when, like, shortly before this is when, like, everything was painted black and he had yes. the blackout curtains and he was, like, married to seven Japanese women at the same time? <laughs> Wait a minute. He had, it was his Brian Wilson phase. It was when he went nuts. Like, he was, you know, he had the surgery to even out his legs and. Uh, Humble brag. Wait a minute. Who's bragging? I have no idea. Well, nobody actually. Nobody's bragging about that. And he just went nuts and he was. He was rumored to have like books full of music that he was writing that just weren't good enough. Like he was trying to write the perfect song. A great, by the way, a great rock star, like a hero's journey narrative. Yeah. Is that one is like so many songs. I have books of songs, but books I don't know songs. what to release. And then uh, so this album came out and the criticism of it, which is also, I think, what makes it really fun to listen to now was that it was so tight and impersonal. It was the opposite of Pinkerton. Like he didn't want to reveal himself the way he did in Pinkerton, so he just wrote these sort of perfect little pop songs. Your classic, like over course correction, exactly. You know. And uh, like that song is a good example. And the whole album, there's nothing to really connect to, but you could put out any of the songs on the album and listen to them one at a time, and they're beautiful little pop songs. Yeah, fuck everybody that said this was. I really, it had multiple big singles. It was a, a fun. Listen, it was basically exactly what I think a lot of people that like casual Weezer fans like yeah. me were like, this is perfect. This yeah. is what this is what if you didn't quite dig into Pinkerton, which a lot of people, even though now it's a cult classic, but a lot of people yeah, didn't. Did. 
Like, Green Album's perfect for that. So, anyway. Let's move forward now. So, this is uh, my first pick. It is from the Make Believe album, which came out in what? Like, 2007 about? No, I want to say 05, maybe. 05? Oh, yeah, that sounds right. This is the Beverly Hills album. Yes. Oof. Uh, all right, let's uh, listen to this. So, this was... Um, so now we're like talking. Is this the the second album after the Green Album? Maladroit came out. And oh then, right, right. Then this one a few years later. All right, let's listen to it. Oh, I thought I had it, but it's not. It's a nice nope. little build up. I thought you had it too. Fuck. You're about to now. Wait, we're in a parking lot doing a there podcast. There is a there is a plane above us right How now. How did this happen? We have a uh, probably about 30 seconds before, so let me just throw it out there that this is my favorite Weezer chorus. It's not anything Wait technically brilliant, but it's my favorite chorus, and it's, I don't even know if there's any words to it. I feel like that's a backhanded compliment, because there is no chorus. <laughs> no, there's literally no, there's words. no words. Like that's the chorus. But so that's, that's why it. I mean that's why music's great. Like it is. I it's know. I agree. Awesome. It's, it's very like emotive, and uh, I don't know why, but I always, it's very strange. If you know the video, uh, Elijah Cuthbert, who is at her peak, um, oh Kim God. Bauer of Twenty Four fame, or maybe just post. This, no, this no, was, was right in the this middle. This was girl Sweet next. Spot. This was girl next door. Yes. Yeah. And we were big fans of Cuthbert. Like. Uh, the video where she essentially has River River Cuomo's job, Rivers Cuomo's job in Weezer, and then he takes over. Major pathos points. Yeah. Pathos. Pathos. I go, I go uh, pathos. Anyway, so the the video actually perfectly encapsulates the song. It's a lot of fun. It's but it's a great video, and like you said, we both loved Alicia Cuthbert. I loved her more than you. I okay, was, I'll give it to you. No, no, I have I have proof that I loved her more than you. But I already gave it to you. I agree with you. I know. You. Well, you kind of hesitated a little I bit. I did because I was thinking how much I loved her. But you loved her more. It's true. I have written What's proof. What's your proof? Uh, back in the days when I used to have a blog around this time. My blog is poop, of course. Don't say that because people might find it and then find Too stuff, I, find stuff I wrote. Either. Oh, no. I don't know what I wrote Read back then. Read it all and then tweet Bob no, the things that are funniest. Not even funny. The things that will get me fired and blacklisted. Oh, well, that's on you. You should have deleted that by now, <laughs> uh, James Gunn. Um, but Wait, listen to this. Come on. That's so awesome. It's great. It sounds so great. What were you saying? I remember there was a post I did. And by the way, this was the uh, this was the time frame when I was I was pretty famous. Let's 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 not beat around the bush. Jesus. Bob's <laughs> had a couple of beers, guys. Uh, so I brought you on as a uh, as a guest on occasion and we did a bit where it was like people asked us questions and we debated things. And, oh yeah. And there was a question, Alicia Cuthbert or Salma Hayek. I went Cuthbert, you went Hayek. Oh, and I stand by that. Give I, me the curvaceous bombshell Latina <laughs> every day. 
I, I also not the basic white Canadian. Oh come on, basic. No, she I, was a comet at the time. Actually, it, it's a choice of two greats, two legends of the era. It was also an era when, like, a guy could email you that question and you could answer it without being perceived <laughs> as being a horrible human being. Yeah, those days are gone. Those days are gone. All right, Bob, this is your next choice, and it is a tremendous one. There it comes. Oh yeah. Fucking love Tito's vodka. The best part of the song isn't up yet. I think you agree, maybe? Yeah, the Waste My Day yeah, part yeah. again. Yeah. It's, uh, this is one of those songs where... No, ooh, baby, I'm in love with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the best part of it. Go um, on. When it came out... Keep loved fishing. It, loved it so much. Keep fishing off of Maladroit. Loved it so much. Then the video came out, and the video had Muppets in it, which really, to this day, I'm conflicted about because it was one of those moves where I don't fault the band. That was the way to get this on TRL right. and make it even bigger. But it's also like... The song works on its own. You don't need Muppets, bro. So, like, it's hard for me to okay. listen to it without thinking of Muppets, but I love this song. It does. Uh, yeah. I guess for, like, a super fan, yeah, for, that that's could a, bother you a little a bit. That's a super fan complaint. It wasn't a big hit, but it, the, right. any traction that I got uh, on MTV or whatever was probably because of the Muppets thing. So, yeah, I exactly. get it. Exactly. And now I can play it for my son and let him see Muppets, and it's fine. There you go. And it's like, and this is also Weezer. Hey, do you like this? Yeah. One of my favorite things with having kids is like, hey, do you like the music that I like? I know. Yeah. <laughs> you really put it And then you just wait it. to see if they're like, we like it. Or like, turn yeah. it off and then you just die. Yep. All right. Let's, this is the part of the song I love. There are certain, with Weezer, there are certain parts of certain songs that's like, oh, he is a genius. Yeah. He's, he's the man. He gets it. Um, all right. So there you go, Bob. Well, we're off to a good start here. I think so. Because I feel like a lot of people, uh, the layman's view or the lame man's view. Like it. Nailed it. Um, is that Weezer stopped being essential or stopped being relevant after Pinkerton. In terms of a band you should take seriously. But in truth, they've stuck around for so long. And they've had a lot of regrettable moments, but they've had a lot of good songs. They had a regrettable era. But um, one thing I love... What era would that be? Just From, uh, I would say from the second half of Make Believe until... Which was 2005. Everything Will Be Alright in the End, which was, I want to say, 2000... What was that now? 13, 15? In that window, is there the album where the fat guy from Lost was just the cover of the album? Yep, That's Hurley happened. Rat- some type of ironic reference that I still have not pieced together. Her- it was a Hurley album. There was a uh, <laughs> the Red album. Which what about Ratitude? Ratitude was in that area. How did they survive that? Yeah. How are they still on a record label? But they came back strong. The last few albums have been really good. All right, here's uh, my next choice.
little housekeeping. It was not the Dudley Do Right album that uh, Homie had a song on. It was important housekeeping. It was up. Meet the Deedles. Uh, wait, is that a Brandon Fraser vehicle? Yes. America's third choice. Wait, was it? I think it was. <laughs> I think he was. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, all right, so this is probably one of their most well-known songs, "Island in the Sun." Yeah. The most successful song off that Green album, which I I'm almost certain we'll hear tonight. Uh, and yeah, a little bit of a basic choice, but I wanted to just make sure we talked about it because, again, I think this is like um, everything that's great about Weezer. There's not a lot of bands that can just write a, a pop song that this is that's this like kind of simple but fun and catchy. And I think it's one of the better uh, you know kind of pop rock singles of the era. Yeah, I agree. Was, real talk. Real talk. It was great. Uh, what I was going to say before is when we were getting these tickets. I loved how like you had that moment of realization right after we got the tickets. You just kind of like looked up and said to no one in particular, uh, "Huh, I'm excited. I like like 15 of their songs." <laughs> yeah, like it was that moment where you were like, "Whoa, I'm a Weezer fan." Yeah, they're they passed the test. Like, and I know you have some issues with the band I'm about to bring up, but the, it would be the same thing if someone said, "Hey, so I just clicked yes. I just clicked uh, confirm on this. We're going to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert." It's true. And I'd be like. Uh, actually, I'm in. I'm in. What's I kind of put them in the same yeah, tier? Yeah, that for makes me. sense. What's the biggest band you've kind of seen by accident? Is there an? That's kind of a weird question, but you know, like one of those bands where they're big and you didn't know if you would ever see them, but then you did, and you're like, huh? Does uh, David Spade stand up in Vegas count? It kind of does. Because <laughs> I had no idea I would ever see that, but but that happened. But we were in a, Vegas. I had a family vacation in Vegas, like. 12 years ago and like we got david spade tickets i was like oh well i like tommy boy <laughs> is he gonna do tommy boy <laughs> now I, I don't know bob that's a good question like a big band that i kind of just got uh, i don't really they were playing with another band out. okay what about you i will remind like 99 ish or 98 when i was in college a friend had an extra ticket to rage against the machine Oh, did you go? And I went. How was that? That feels like it would be a good show. It was really cool. It was something I didn't really, I wasn't into at the time, but I went and liked it. And then, like, that was it. Like, I I didn't become a Rage fan after that. It didn't do that. Hmm. But in retrospect, I'm glad I went. It was, like, one of those kind of cool things. All right. Here's your next choice, Bob. Okay. We're listening to this whole thing from beginning to end without saying a word. We're in a parking lot doing a podcast. That's still happening. High moment, low moment. They're know. all they're all low moments. Oh God. Holy shit. I had to put this on here. Explain the origin story here, Bob. This is the greatest man that ever lived. Uh, Not who ever lived. Grammatically incorrect, and he acknowledged that in like an interview where he's like, "Yeah, it's grammatically incorrect." Ooh, I wait, let's get this, Bob. I'm gonna tear down the wall. This is the best part of the song, right? There's, 
there are six great parts of this song and a lot of parts that aren't great. I think this part coming up is the best part. Here it comes. No, not this part. See, there's a lot that happens in this song. I mean, it was, it was, this is, this is, yeah, the greatest man that ever lived off the Red Album, 2008. This was his attempt at Bohemian Rhapsody. And let it just be said, kind of, Bob. Yeah. As you're a Weezer super fan, you're a Rivers head, I call you. He didn't even come close no, to landing it. I don't think, hold on. I want you to turn this part up right here. Okay. Here oh, go. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. This part. This is an album worth of songs smushed into one mess of a song. Right. But I think his ambition, I think that was the point of it. It was like, this is me making my rock opera. Right. And all the other guys in the band were like, are you sure? You could do like seven songs well, off like, this. At least the uh, guy from Lost isn't on the cover of this album. <laughs> it's like, why don't we just take what we can get <laughs> and just sign off on it? But uh, I think there's like... Threads of great songs like that part. Yeah. Probably would have been a better this part's, song. This part's a good song. That's okay, Bob. That's okay. This would be a good song. All right, maybe on its own. Yeah. This part, right? Yeah, I mean, it's insane. It's, yeah. a, it's the it's weirdest song. It's insane. Song. It's completely, but not insane in like a fun way. Like it's like, <laughs> what, it's like if you listen to Be Here Now, it's insane in a fun way. This is more just like in a self-indulgent no, like, way. He wasn't on drugs. This isn't a Be Here Now. Like, like this wasn't a nerd a, up in his head. This wasn't an accident. The way Be Here Now was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we and just like to. The background is that we were all living together as me, Bob, Jay, as you know, if you're a listener of the show, uh, our buddy Brian. We all lived in a house in the hills and we all kind of became there's a spoken word part that we just we need to. Yeah, it's time time to bow. um, We all kind of became obsessed with the song, maybe ironically a little bit, but also there are so many actual good parts to it that it was. It was like kind of you were on the fence. Do you like the song ironically or unironically? And then it showed up in Rock Band. And then that was it. And yeah. then it was. Yeah, then it was over in a good way. Yeah, when it was on Rock Band. We are nerds, Bob, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> oh, no. It's all fine. All right, let's stick with the Red Album, Bob. This is a song that I uh, I like. Again, I like punchy, dumb singles. Uh, They're good Weezer. at that. They're good at that. They're the best at it. This song's all about kind of the beat and then the chorus, and there's nothing else to take from it. No, it's just a beat. And there's the no emotional depth to right. a lot of this Weezer stuff. That was the era. That was that bad era. I'm a 
But this is when I like I have to say I get if you are somebody that the blue album was like a life changing moment for you and then Pinkerton came out and it was like fuck these guys are like special to me. I could understand why if you heard this 10 years later you would be like this is kind of heartbreaking. Oh, I was angry at Weezer for years. Like I never thought I would come back and ever see them again in concert. Like I was the Hurley, like this whole era just made me embarrassed that I was ever a Weezer fan because the albums weren't good, the singles were corny. Like Greatest Man That Ever Lived, we liked, like you said, ironically. But like I, but there was those like the good Weezer in it, which is I think why to this day I like it because because he that's the the only the one thing with Rivers Cuomo is he could always write the hooks, he still can do it, but. Sometimes you would think that now a man that's like 50 years old, there'd be some like emotional depth to his 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 writing, even if maybe the, the hooks weren't as good as like, oh, the lyrics are better. But it seems like as he gets older, no, he becomes even more childlike. Here's where you're wrong. I mean, he hasn't grown up, but he did rebound and everything will be all right in the end. And the White Album are two great albums, especially the White Album. Artistically, like it's artistically, like, uh, yes, okay. absolutely, artistically. Because I, I've, mo- I've mostly checked out. I'm no, a, I know, I'm and, mo- and most people have. So yeah. I don't fault you for not knowing that. But the White Album is a great album. Uh, we're going back to the Make Believe album. This is such a pity. We didn't go, go. We didn't go with too many deep cuts in our picks. I guess this is probably one of the deeper cuts. Yeah. Uh, because they have so many, despite having a, a dark period, and uh, uh, you know a lot of albums that were kind of crappy, they still have a ton of singles to pick from post '96. Yeah. So it was hard not to pick singles for a podcast like this. This is the deep cut. I How did you is, pull it off, Bob? Take us through your I thought process. I think this process. is one of the most underrated songs. That they've ever put out. It's such a good song. I, it, to me, it sounds like track nine on a middling Cars record. It's very Carsy. Uh, I don't appreciate your tone, <laughs> but it's a great song. And I, I know the song. I know and you I, do. Yeah, we used to listen to it. A I lot. find the the this is again the make believe album, which is a polarizing album. Even if you're not a, a Weezer fan, you're trying to like make sense of it because, like I said, I absolutely I'm I'm obsessed with Perfect Situation. I always have loved that song. But this is the Beverly Hills album, which is their last stand as a huge commercial act. And it, it kind of, I guess maybe it colors the rest of this era and maybe even like post-2005 Weezer in general. And I, I guess I struggled to take them seriously after they were at the Playboy Mansion doing the Beverly yeah, Hills song a little bit. Bad. That one hurt a little bit for no, me. No, Beverly Hills was the beginning of the embarrassment. Because Maladroit, so Green Album came out and like we said, pop. People, the big criticism was you couldn't really attach yourself emotionally to it. Maladroit came out and it was a little weird. 
but it wasn't too weird. Everything was still good. And then this right. came out, and it was the first album they put out where it was like 60% bad. And then the, the percentage went up after that. And it was probably... It's probably their third best-selling album. If I had it probably was. Guess, oh, I, I would have Beverly Hills is probably their biggest song ever. You know what's weird, Bob? This is uh, my next choice. Is is it weird that we're doing a podcast in a parking lot and there's a plane <laughs> flying above us right now? It's weird and nerdy, but it's weird that. For the record, hold on, just to paint, yeah. paint a picture real quick. Nobody's yeah, in the parking lot right now. We're yeah. the only people in this parking lot. It's a very Bob and I grew up in New York. It's a very. Northeast. I didn't. I had no idea before I moved out west. And if had I known, I'd never would have done it. Right. It it continues to blow my mind that if you go to a concert or a baseball game or whatever, that fifty percent of the fun of going to that live event is not being in a parking lot, listening to music, drinking alcohol, podcasting, grilling (laughs) hamburgers and hot dogs. (laughs) And now podcasting, but like that to me is one of the great things. If you go to any, you go to a baseball game, you go to a Dodger oh, game. Yeah. You'll literally be fucking shot to death if you take out a beer in the parking lot. A few years ago, I. This is still on my radar, even 10 years after I, know, I moved here. It's a problem. A few years ago, I went to a Dodgers game with some friends. And as we pulled into the parking lot, I opened a beer in the back seat and we pulled into our parking space. I stepped out of the car. And I, there was like six security guards that descended. <laughs> what the fuck on you me. doing? It's like yeah, SWAT guy. It was SWAT insane. Agency. And they put my name on a list, so they were like, "We we need to take your ID." So if anything happened, they had me on record for opening a beer in the parking lot. What year uh, was this? This was maybe three years ago, four years ago. Thanks, Obama. Oh come on. What a weird Obama setup. Weird Ambush. Obama setup. You really teed me up for that one. Pork and Beans is the lead single off the Red Album. Again, the third Red Album uh, entry. For me, starting with 2001, before 9-11, do not put it on the board. Oh, off the board. Off the board. Uh, And the Green Album, in my opinion, Weezer became a singles band. Whereas Pinkerton is a a truly great album, and, and the Blue Album is one of the most important albums of the 90s. I never took them seriously as like a album band ever again. I always took them, and I could be wrong on this, but you can tell me if I am. But I always judged them solely on the value of their singles, which isn't a bad thing. A lot of people did that with Tom Petty, too. Right. But to me, it's always been the singles, so I judged the album entirely. I never thought about buying an album. Just like, are the three or four singles going to be good? And by that test, the Red Album is a good album for me because I like pork and beans. The greatest right. man that ever lived is entertaining, right. if nothing else. And uh, what's the other one? There was uh, an Troublemaker. Troublemaker. I enjoyed yeah. Troublemaker. So I'm in on this album. All right. That makes sense. I'm going to get more vodka. <laughs> this is the most we've drunk on a podcast, for the record. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know, so that's Some of the Lost podcasts. I got oh, well, yeah. The, last, the one with Sessler will forever remain like the drunkest we've been on a podcast. I mean, yeah, that's true. The Lost Sessler pod. Anyway, there's so going to be a movie about that podcast someday. 
<laughs> it's going to be a bad one. It's going to be a bad movie starring Jesse Eisenberg. Do you like this song? I like it. I do. Do you remember the video? Yeah, it was another Muppets theme. More or less. Adventure. They rallied up all of the viral video stars oh, in yeah. the 2000s. See, that's what I don't like about Weezer, when they get too cute. It's, it's but kind is of that a, too cute, or is that just like, hey, this is how you play the game? It's like, how do we grab the zeitgeist today? Not even zeitgeist. How do we get our music out there? I think that it's more that. It's is it the like, same thing? I think it's a more calculated... I think it's calculated, but I think it's... For I'm not saying it's dumb, but it, it's a little like... Know, transparent, maybe is the word. I do agree it's transparent. Okay. Well, we listened to all of that. All right, here we go. It's a quick song, Bob. We got two songs left, and it is it is about probably, I would say, 35 minutes to Weezer getting on the stage. So we got to get the fuck out of here because we're literally, Bob, we're literally standing in a parking lot talking into microphones. Alone. Alone. We can get art out here, bro. We're in danger. I'm going to art the S out of you. <laughs> Remember uh, in Ghost, one of the great lines in 90s film history, Molly, you in danger, girl. <laughs> can I add that to the is list? Is that us? Yeah, it's been. Oh, wait. Oh, you want to add your Whoopi impression to yeah. the list? All right. Molly, you in danger, girl. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Take me through it. <laughs> Take me. If it, tell me if it belongs. Consider it. You danger, girl. Girl, bro. What is this, Bob? This is King of the World off the White Album, and I'm going to be the only guy in this parking lot pounding the table, also known as pounding the side of your family sports utility vehicle. Thank you. For the White Album as being one of the best California albums of recent memory. Not since the Thrills put out their uh, <laughs> Wow, the really, really special company. Has a album captured California so well. So you're this saying the, the Irish band The Thrills yes. as the most recent? Yes. Good. I'm you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, stand for uh, Phantom Planet. It's on the list, but no, How it old goes are we? Thrills, then the White Album. Um, uh, this is King okay, of the World. In. It's a great song. It's a great album. Can I ask you a totally honest question, Bob? Please. As a uh, a, a Weezer, not super fan, just fan. Yeah, I've been downgraded from super fan. I'm just a fan. But what album are they touring behind right now? Is it this? I don't think they're touring by an album right now. No, because they put out an album last year called Pacific Daydream. Uh, when we went to Vegas, I put one of their songs on a mix. It was Happy Hour. Good song. Not good enough to get on this. Not good enough to get on this. Yikes. They have so many songs. But um, I think they're just touring because why not? They're a bunch of old white guys. Wait, they're probably touring behind Pacific Daydream. I don't think they are. I looked at a uh, set list of a recent show. Well, you did it. You looked. I did. They're not really doing the Pacific Daydream thing. Okay, here we go. Last last entry. Um, and again, I'm like a sucker for fun, punchy pop songs. And uh, who does it better than Rivers Cuomo? 
Uh, I never thought I'd be introducing a song off an album called Ratitude. You're doing it. And yet here we are. Great. It's so great. Uh, even, uh, even their worst album has a good song. And I, I like any song that opens with a parenthetical. If you're wondering if I want you to, and then close the parenthetical out, I want you to. Uh, and it, lyrically, it's a mess. It's it's silly and dumb. But you know what? Like, at this point, and this album came up, well, about five years ago? Yeah. Rivers is no, like, more, I don't give more, a fuck. More, like, more, I'm more. to write. I'm going to write silly songs and... Uh, Lyrically, and then just lean on the melodies and the chorus, and that's why this song succeeds because those are great. Well, talking about real quick, talking about overcorrecting. After they overcorrected from Pinkerton to try to write perfect pop songs, he gave up. I think that was the next few albums was just I'm just gonna write shit that I know is catchy, but it doesn't have to have anything to it. And this is what that falls into, which and it works. In this case, it works. Yeah. I think every every band that if you stick around long enough, you eventually get to the point where uh, you're just trying to recreate whatever sound you viewed as your best era. And I think like that's where they seem to be now. That I don't think they're looking to reinvent themselves. I think they're just trying to sound as weasery as possible. Yeah. And if they stumble upon like a great chorus, uh, so be it. Maybe they get back on the charts, but. I, I think I always I do respect Rivers Cuomo, like always sticking true to his Cuomo ness, uh, and just right. being like I like I like catchy songs and I'm not going to be a deep thinker and I am who I am. That's an accurate assessment. Up until he wrote Back to the Shack, where he apologized for all of the songs that he wrote that were shitty, and he's like I'm going to start making an effort again. Yeah, but he had like seven Japanese women in his bed. There was that. The There's always the Japanese women. Um, all right, there you go. So that was fun, Bob. That was Enjoyed fun. Enjoyed it. And now we get to have fun and go see Weezer play at the four. May- I hope we didn't miss the Pixies, Bob. We got no, we in there. We, we're okay. We, we're good? We, we should leave, though. Okay, good. So um, we will. Oh, we got to make a. Ooh, how could I forget, Bob? Before we go, we got to make an addition to the Spotify playlist. And we got to, uh, even on a, a, a parking lot podcast, Thank our sponsors. Oh, we have to. Oh, we have to. The best sponsors. They're amazing. Which ones, Bob, specifically? Oh, should we do? Should we do a live read? Live ad read. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. No, I mean, come on. Kleiny. Hey, oh, Kleiny. Kleiny, he's still there. He's sponsoring us. He's uh, he's tweeting at us. He's a great dude. Well, what I does he know. tweet at us? Which will give us some type of material to to use in this. Ad read. He's he's just a dude that like tweets at us like, hey, I like you guys. Let me use Kleine's space, and I think he won't mind. 
to remind everyone, if we want to do like a, a mailbag, a throwback mailbag, to hit us up at the throwback pod and hashtag mailbag, and it all will be in honor of Kleine, and maybe we'll do next show. Ooh, I like that. We will do a mailbag. So uh, I, I would say hashtag it Kleine, but I have no idea how to spell no it. No idea. So just do hashtag throwback mailbag in honor of Kleine. I like that. Okay, good. We covered that. Thank you, Kleine. You're Kleine, very loyal. You're my favorite dude in Australia. Um, Sorry, right. Yahoo Serious. Oh, we should do the rankings, though. We have to do oh, the rankings. Oh, updated rankings. All right. What was the, the basis of the rankings again? When I say Australia, what's the first oh, thing okay. you think of? Uh, Yahoo Serious. All right. Still number one. Yep. All right. Second thing? Mm, still shark attacks. <laughs> Third thing? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, bad news for Kleine. Boomerangs. Oh, wow. Rah, rocket. Ooh, ooh, we got a fourth Rises. place. Fourth place? I'm Kleine? sharp right now. It's got to be Kleine. Kangaroos, bitch. Oh, wait. You're really yep. big. Put it in the pouch. Were you like, were you reading your son a story right Number five, Kleine. He's still oh, in the top okay, five. Okay, good. Still top five. top five. He's no longer getting a medal, but he's still in the top All five. All right. You're still top five. Kleine. Thank you. All right, Bob. Here we go now. Let's pick One the... more sponsor. Oh, Jesus, what? Bruno the sponsor. Oh, is Bruno getting laid yet? <laughs> Bruno's getting so he's much. screwing anybody? He's screwing so much, he's forgetting not to sponsor us anymore. But he's still sponsoring us. He's still sponsoring us. Is he getting screwed? Yeah, he keeps on meaning to cancel, but he's just getting so much from Bruno the sponsor at gmail.com. He can't even bring himself to click no more. If you live in Canada and you're a, you're a woman and you've decided you want to screw and you want to <laughs> screw somebody that likes the same podcast you do, which is this podcast, Bruno is a guy that's down for it. He's down. So email him. Bruno the sponsor at gmail.com. If uh, uh, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna ask you to send a photo because that's not what it's about. Not at all. If you connect emotionally, maybe you will screw in the future. Yeah. Bruno the sponsor. That's love. All right, Bob. Here we go. It's time to make the selection. Again, Bob. I defer to a super fan, even a lapsed super fan. As a lapsed Catholic, I throw to the lapsed super fan to select what is. Wait a second. There's a lot of shit happening right fucking, now. Hey, man, that's city life. Am I right? All right. Here we go, Bob. It's up to you. You decide what will be the addition to our Spotify playlist. All right. Here we go. I'm adding a song. There are a lot of great ones to choose from. Uh, I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to surprise Me? you. Yeah, close your eyes. Oh, okay. I'm going to R you in the spark. Can I look pot. away? Or just look away. You're going to R my butt? What? Don't, don't do it. Here we go. The latest edition of the Spotify playlist. Smart. Smart work. Because we're never going to do Doolittle, and this deserves to be on there. It's a classic song. We need it. We don't need another Weezer song, but we'll take a Pixies classic. All right, there you go. Here comes Your Man by the Pixies is the latest edition to the Spotify playlist. Kind of a weird move after talking about Weezer for 48 minutes. but A little bit, but people understand. They'll, let him, they'll get uh, it. Follow us at, uh, on Twitter at the throwback bot, uh, dot at the throwback what? see what? a lot what? of a lot, a lot of, of vodka. uh instagram throwback pod if you want to hit us up on email if you got a lot to say the throwback pod at gmail and of course a thank you to all the patreon people out there you yes. support the show the reason we're in a fucking parking lot talking into microphones like assholes <laughs> is because uh you kept us alive and uh we love doing the show and so if you want to, if you are not a member of the Patreon army, please, please, please join us. Uh, Patreon 
Patreon.com slash throwback We put up some videos of us driving here on Patreon for our Patreonies. Check them out. Oh, uh, lucky people. And uh, <laughs> if you if you don't know how to p- spell Patreon, go to the Twitter handle. And in our bio, you can click in. And even two bucks a month makes a big difference. So support us if you can. Thank you to everyone. Now, Bob, we leave the parking lot and uh, get crazy at the Weezer concert. Here we go. This is fun. As we listen to the Pixies. Thank you.